and welcome to episode 395 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the sausage in everyone's breakfast, Mr. Tony Esmond. <laughs> You're right. I'm still laughing at Dan was reading out funny messages, but had his camera left on. And then just in the middle of giggling, he went, oh, I've got my camera on. It's <laughs> just before we started. Yes. <laughs> There's a reason, I mean, we do all this via Zoom, but we always turn the cameras off whenever we record, because otherwise yeah. we'll just put each other off. I mean, we're as blatantly unprofessional as it is, this. But sometimes you can, you, when you've got the cameras on, you use visual cues that obviously the listener can't pick up yeah. on, so that's best yeah. just to eliminate yeah. it. Oh, yeah. look at that. You do that sort of thing, don't you? Yeah. 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 Well, Dan um, makes two big breasts on the screen behind him. Yeah, that's always a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> He I'm loves sat for, he loves, for that. Yeah, he <laughs> loves, loves shadow puppetry. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, folks. What is this? Is it already off the rails? Well, because we're going to a, yeah. a, a crazy place in, in comics this week. We're going to talk about, you know, some awesome work with one writer we're a big fan of, Doug Wagner. Um, hey, the name you might Rocky recognize. Mountain Time. Yes, he's on Mountain Time. But also he took time out to talk to us about his books, plush, vinyl, plastic, and his other work as well, and, and, and writing in general. So um, it's a fascinating conversation about writing some dark characters for books and, and how to treat it. So I know there's a lot of our listeners who probably write, you know, horror, horror comedy. It's uh, it's definitely a chat you want you want to listen to. But of course, it wouldn't be here if it weren't for our lovely sponsors, Comic House. Yes, thank you yes. to them for um, sponsoring the show. If you don't know what Comic House is, it's an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do and you do. That's why you listen to that show, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it surely can't be for um, the bits when it's just the three of us talking because there's absolutely no nutritional content in any of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you will fill your belly on nothing but comics if you go to Comic House. There's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there as well. It's another avenue to get your work out in the world. And if you've got digital copies of your work, then add them to the Comic House app. It's basically a subscription service like Netflix for comics, only £3 a month, probably $3 a month around the world with the exchange rate as it is. Um, you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's been added to. We, there's guests past, present, no doubt future on there. So um, definitely um, find out about the 14-day free trial. Sign up. Have a look through. You can read brilliant when we've recommended quite a few comics. There's also some sort of random, as it always is with comics, sometimes you see some absolute random stuff that you just can't, you can't help but click on and go, what on earth is this? I do that a lot on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's comics from all over the world there, so definitely find out more. Go to comichouse.com and thank you to them for supporting the show as always. Yeah, thanks, and, Pete. Yes, Cheers, Pete. And uh, thank you to you, lovely people, for joining back up with us this week. We've got plenty of cool recommendations and stuff to chat about later. But never mind all that waffling at the beginning. Um, should we just get straight into it, gents? Yeah, yes. Let's do it. Let's yes. Do it. So here we are talking with the one and only Doug Wagner. Okay then, this week we're joined by a writer whose credits include, get this, Legends of the Dark Knight, World of Warcraft, The Ride, Beware the Eye of Odin, and three action horror books mentioned many times on this show. 
a twisted trilogy of sorts, plastic, vinyl, and the current slice of twisted magnificence that is plush. We're very oh my pleased. God. We're very pleased to welcome Doug Wagner to the show. Hello, Doug. Hey, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate you inviting me, and I, and I look forward to diving into this stuff. Good stuff, man. And you're awesome. up a mountain. We're, we're glad to have you on. Yes, I think our first guest on Mountain Time. Um, yeah, very excited. Uh, we're not saying he has to I'll be up. A, yeah, we, he, he's not up in a cabin in the mountain, sort of. He is. B- because he has to hide away because of all the twisted things he's created. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll be asking you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly we'll be getting into... Um, like the new the new series of which this is quite poignant because the new the new as we speak now the new issue is out in a couple of days which is which is brilliant yeah. oh, wednesday this week i think wednesday this week yeah, yeah issue three um yep. but you know there's lots of comics that came before that so let's start with the the traditional sort of origin story as it were um what's your story with comics doug how did you get started in it Oh man, uh, you know, and I hope you guys got time because that's that's a, a comment. <laughs> yeah, as long as you want, man. As long as you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, I decided at the age of seventeen that I was gonna I was gonna be a comic book writer. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Cully Hammer. He's been working in yeah. comics for yep. years, right? Mm. Um, he and I actually went to school together. So in high school, when I was All a right. senior, we met and we started creating our own comic books. And I didn't realize we were actually doing that because I'm a little slow. Um, until about six months in and I went, you know what? I think this is what I want to do. And so, you know, thanks to Cully, uh, that kind of like brought that in me. Um, my parents weren't too happy about that choice, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, then just kind of like at that point, like started, you know, really trying to, you know, this was before the internet, uh, show my age a little bit. So back then, you know, you had to type a proposal and send it in. And so, you know, started coming up with pitches and that kind of stuff and working my way in. Um, I actually got some my first work with Malibu Comics, if you guys remember them. Oh, yeah, wow. I love Malibu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you write with them? I did uh, Ultra Force. I, was, oh, I did right. one issue. I was signed on to do three more. Um, Cully and I had actually created a project that they were going to publish. We had signed a rather lengthy contract to do this. And Marvel bought them for their coloring system and then shut them down. So oh, my entire... Yeah, I was crushed. Um, it took me a couple <laughs> of years to recover from that. Um, and then I, I met my friend Kevin Gardner, who, you know, is president of 12 Gauge Comics. Um, mm, yeah. He and I did the typical, you know, oh, man, you know, sitting around eating dinner, talking about, well, if we ran Marvel, if we ran DC, we do this. You know, yeah. the typical armchair quarterback style of, you know, what we all do, right? Yeah, yeah. we do that and, weekly uh, on this show. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hourly. Yeah. Yeah, hourly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it finally dawned on us, like, you know what, we need to put our money more where our mouth is and, and start making comic books. And so he and I just decided to call some friends that we'd made over the years. Cully was part of that. Brian Stelfreeze, Jason Pearson, Georges Genty, those kind of guys. And we came up with the ride and just started publishing our own comic books. And that's kind of what started it all, you know, as far as like getting my career going. And, and that, that was the series you had Adam Hughes on. You had Adam Hughes on covers on that one. Is that right? That is correct. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, cool. tw- twelve gauge so, put, you know, put, puts out some striking. Like you look at any of the twelve gauge sort of bibliography, like just the covers alone, you just think, "Oh, this is a bit special." It's a murderous row of like amazing artists and creators. Yeah, still phrases a yeah. piece to me. We've said that yeah. on here before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where we got lucky. We, over the years, I just made friends with these guys, yeah. and so when we said, "Hey, we're going to kind of do our own thing," we help us out. 
they all jumped at the opportunity. Not, not a single one of them like even pitched a fit about it. They're like, oh yeah, we're in. Cool. So, you know, that's, that's just being lucky, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, so where is it from that? Stuff like, Oh, from, you know, talking about the DC stuff, like the World of Warcraft and the Batman mm. and a lot of the, mm. the, the custom stuff that I did for DC, the editor that had hired me at Malibu ended up working for DC Comics. So right. when he saw that I was back in comics, he's like, hey, I want you to come work for us. And so then it just became a, this like, you know, hey, let me work for, you know, I'm doing this custom stuff for DC Comics. So I got to work with the, the Arrow and Flash TV shows, um, got to work with the NFL, you know, just these crazy projects. And um, then, you know, this crazy idea I had about a guy, a serial killer in love with a blow-up doll, kind of hit me in the face. <laughs> crazy idea. And I pitched it to Daniel Hilliard, and he loved it. And cool. um, it, it's funny, because we showed this idea to ca- quite a few people before we p- started pitching it, and a lot of people told us not to do it. Like the, I, like, can imagine, I can imagine why. Yeah. I can imagine why. Which just must yeah. have made you want to do it more, surely. Yeah. Like. Kind of, yeah. I'm kind of that guy, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But when we when we showed it to Eric Stevenson, like, he loved it immediately. And he's like, when can we publish this? <clears throat> and that kind of started this path of me paying a lot more attention to create our own books. Right. And honestly, doing what my gut tells me to do versus trying to, you know, I, I've been kind of stuck in trying to write for other people. Yeah. Okay. Instead yeah. of writing for myself. Yeah. And so well, that's that's what kind of blossomed into you know what you're seeing. You know, plastic yeah. kind of launched everything I've done since. Nice man. Yeah. I mean, let I, I know we're probably going to get onto your three books now, and hopefully more. To be fair, but I suppose the big, the big sort of let's call it a fluffy elephant in the room for that is um, <laughs> how um, far have you gone with the research for each of these? <laughs> <laughs> well if i'm not on the fbi's most wanted you know, <laughs> like list of people to watch i'm not i wouldn't be surprised i mean dude i dive in you know it's like um you know i mean i don't i don't personally experience most of it but <laughs> yeah i mean it's one of those deals to where like you know you, you kind of sit back and then you do your you know i do my research online obviously read you know head to the library do plenty of reading yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and you know, for 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 plastic especially, like I had to go to sex shops. You know, I had to check this stuff had out. To. I had to. You had to. Yeah. It's tax deductible. It's fine. <laughs> oh um, my god! Tell me you've got a sex doll on your tax return. Please tell me. <laughs> well i mean there's the bluff one which are they're fairly cheap but then there's the real doll you know and those are like five to ten grand so wow, you know. yeah what did you call her <laughs> well that's kind of personal <laughs> i mean the thing is i mean the one that you will probably openly admit is like yes i listen to vinyl records anything else in these sort of series that you're creating there's a there's a whole dark world so so yeah the reference and like you say the the research that you do which is brilliant because it adds layers you know you, you got to know what you're talking about otherwise there's going to be some person in the world who go actually i find i think you'll find that the the sex doll doesn't do that um <laughs> but like it must be <laughs> an eye-opening experience to to re- research some of the things that you're writing about to be honest with you like i'm i'm a weird dude and i love <laughs> weird. 
That's become your so, brand, though, I, Doug. You've yeah. got, you got our own, friend. Yeah, it, it fits. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love learning about different cultures and different, like, all this stuff is just fascinating to me, and I love yeah. it. And so, like, I'm, you know, I don't, people do what they do in their own home. I'm, I'm totally cool with that, you know, and, and so I'm not judgmental on any of that kind of stuff, but I love yeah. to research it, and I love to learn more about it, and it's just, it's all fascinating to me. Mm. Um, I mean, We'll get on to we'll get on to the current book in a minute, but it, that's a we've obviously talked about it a couple of episodes ago because we're messaging, so people know that it's about furries who are listeners. But that's a that's a subculture and a half, man. That one, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I've got friends that are in it, and so that ah, helped, okay. You know, I was able to lean on them and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Does this work? Does this not work? Um, and so I've actually been to a couple of furry conventions, and and I love it. It's just like. Much like comic comic book conventions here, furry conventions are about a group of people coming together who all accept each other for who they are. And that is amazing to me, especially in the current world we're in. Hmm. Okay. Because they have their own like language and stuff, don't they? Is it called yiffing or something? Is that right? What? Really? Say it again? Yeah. They have their own language. Is it called yiffing or yaffing or something? Furries. Most of the ones I've bumped in, the ones I know, they're either silent or they just talk regular, you know. Right. Like okay. Yeah. I read that in a book once on the internet or something. I'm no experience that myself. But like at a comic convention, obviously, when <laughs> people turn up, they turn up for with the costumes and stuff. Obviously, you've got the, the focal point of the, the comics, but uh, a fairy convention, is it just people meeting up and talking? I, I, I... Oh, I wonder what you're going to say. They're meeting up and, and then there was a pause and Dan's voice. <laughs> well, and, he said, that's, and he said that's, talking. That's proje- projection, Tony. That's what <laughs> I guess, I don't know. That's Yeah, I mean, that's what I think is great about it is, I mean, they can come there and they, they can talk. They can talk in different languages. They can, you know, they can do whatever they want. And honestly, at least from my experience, everybody at this show is okay with whoever you want to be. Okay. Okay. You don't find that kind of acceptance in other places. Is there a sort of like a subcurrent, sub undercurrent of sort of how would how would you say yeah. this? Uh, like uh, intimacy, or is it literally just kind of you, you go in there to meet friends, as in you, you would you go down to the local pub for a drink? Do you know what I mean? Or would mm, I don't know? There I don't know what I'm blundering in. in. I don't know what I'm blundering into here. But... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, do they bang each other is what he means, Doug. That's where he's going with that. Well, in, in a way. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. all, all of that is there. All okay. of that yeah. is there. Well, it's there in real life, I suppose, isn't it? At the end yeah, of the day, yeah. You know. true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing so what, I've noticed about like the the books, I mean, this tri- I mean, I'm calling it a trilogy. We're hoping there's more trilogy, yeah. more. Uh, we're going for rubber. That's what we're saying yeah, next, yeah, rubber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah. going to place bets on the next one. Um, but... You know, whether it be like obviously the sex on the first one, or you know, obviously the 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 furry suits. There's no, there's not a sense of what's the word looking looking at that. It's not looking down at these sort of like interests. No, it just treats them as is. Do you know what I mean? It's very. I mean, the first the first page of issue one of plush. It's a conversation between two people. Just one of them happens to be. Dressed in a dressed in a furry suit. Do you know what I mean? It still it still treats them. You know, there's the humanity there, which I think. You know, yeah, you had, you've not had anything back from them saying, "Oh, I don't quite like this." You're sort of portraying us as serial killers or something. You know. You there? 
keep that. that because you know when I'm writing it, I'm hoping that it, it presents that way. But you never know, obviously, when you're doing this stuff, whether it's going to work or not. Yeah, and yeah. it's important to me that it doesn't. I, the one thing I don't want to do is is like you said, look down or you know seem like I'm I'm making fun of a culture or subculture. Yeah, I just want to present it and say, hey, this is this is normal for some people, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so I think so, the thing is we make that mistake, don't we? We think you know that furry being furry is a culture. You can have good people and bad people within that culture, can't you? You can yes. have yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you can have serial killers in that culture, but you can also have nice people. You know that's the thing, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah. That's how you treat them fairly. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Can I ask yeah. everyone a question okay. then, based on while we're on the subject of furries? And I'm, I'll, I'll promise to leave it alone in a second. If you, uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug, if I was a furry, I would be a badger. What animal would you be? <laughs> Uh, I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, after writing it, I want to be a cat dragon. Cat dragon. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yep. Good. All right. Vince. All right. I'm going to be a hedgehog. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, nice. not very cuddly, is it? Hedgehog? Well, actually, no. I think hedgehogs are very adorable. And I think, yeah, I, adorable, I, think I, I think I could pull that off. Spiky Vince. No, not, the <laughs> first, not the first time. <laughs> Dan? I'd probably be a hippo. A hippo. That's not furry, though. Uh, there are there are furry parts to a hippo, and you can't tell me what I can and can't dress up as a furry. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Dan on this. You're right, Dan. You'd be a hippo. I'd be a hippo. <laughs> I, I think that says a lot about all of us, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan picked what is arguably the most dangerous creature on the planet to human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, hippos pick something that's cuddly that you don't want to touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vince, I mean, it's, I don't know what it says about a badger. I mean, I love badgers. Just, I'm just vermin. The the crankiest vermin of them all. Uh, <laughs> so, oh what made you decide to kind of uh, base the story uh, around that subculture or, or elements of that that subculture? Were you sort of looking for somewhere to pace it? And you yeah. Thought, oh, that's a good one. Or you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it all came down. Um, it, it, she's actually from the UK. Um, there's a teacher in the UK who created a, a furry called Grittany. I don't know if you guys have seen her. No, no. Uh, viral there for a while. She created this costume that's based on Gritty, who's one of the mascots here for one of the sports teams. And so it's Grittany, and it's kind of like this disturbing God. image of a, 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 a weird-looking character, a female character, in a bikini. And when I saw it, it terrified me <laughs> and immediately went, I need to write something about this. Okay. And yeah. that's kind of was the launching point um, to, to the whole plush idea. Cool. Yeah. I get you. I mean, I've not seen it, but the, the idea seems quite. Scary. Yeah. I can visualize it just from that description. It's making me a bit worried. Yeah. I <laughs> said, <laughs> so one of the things about the, the story, like uh, for the main character, there's, it's almost like a nightmarish quality. I don't want to spoil the story too much for readers, but like he's sort of press ganged into these scenarios, which is kind of like, my God, like if I was feeling so much empathy and sort of angst on his uh, behalf. It's uh, just getting worse and worse, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I'm, honestly, I mean, the, the, the theme to me was, or the, you know, the base concept was I wanted to create this character because I think we've all had those really bad, you know, you've had a bad year, right? Where you're like, man, I think this is bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was like, would you choose to continue to be miserable or be eaten alive? 
<laughs> so like, you know, cause I mean, like, do you want to be miserable for the next 30 years of your life? Do you want to live your worst year for the next 30 years or would you rather be eaten alive? Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean, yeah. that. I know that's but... dark, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to think about it now. I mean, the thing is you've, you've, you've really, I mean, issue two, we were chatting about it in our little WhatsApp group. Issue two really goes there, man. And, and just from the cover of issue three that we've seen so far, it's going to get worse, isn't it? How do you keep building that? Like, Terrible, terrifyingly, yeah, yeah. It's intense, isn't it? Just the intensity sort of builds and builds and builds. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the trouble for him is like fucking hell. I, I think it's it all goes to like you know I mean I, I you know I'm sure you guys have heard of Joseph Campbell or studied him a little bit and yeah. understand the whole like you know you have to your your hero at some point has to choose a path, mm. right? And I've always felt like sometimes the universe like pushes you in a direction and it'll keep making things worse until you choose correctly. And so that's what I'm kind of putting him through. Like if you don't choose the right answer here, I'm going to keep making your life worse. Right. Mm. And so what's fun about it to me is especially uh, scratch, you know, it's the character who dresses up as a goat. <laughs> um, I love him. And like, he's so fun to write that like he helps me, make Devin's life worse because he's so funny to me. So honestly, I mean, it's the characters that kind of start speaking to you at that point that help you out. Yeah. And I, I think what, one of the things that's drawn me to all of, the, you know, all of these books, because like, you know, we were in from like plastic just immediately. Mm. I was like, that was like a shot out of nowhere. Like, wow, this is, you know, at first the, the one line pitch gets you, but the, you know, it's got to have substance after that. You know, the book has to have something. Otherwise, it's just a it's just a one note joke, isn't it? I, th I think that dark humor does appeal to yeah. the British, though, man, as well. Yeah, you know, that's what right. I think. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the characters themselves, there's a wonderful, you know, it's very dark. You're brilliant at writing dark and twisted, yet likable characters because like there's some like I mean, vinyl itself that is just it's. The, there is a very few people that aren't serial killers in that book um and yet you you still you're you're sort of following them and like I, I'm, when i was reading that that series as it went on i had this real visceral sort of like yeah fuck them up when it came to like the last issues like yeah okay now now the badass now the john wick is gonna get his you know he's, he's, he's gonna properly kick ass now even though they're all horrible people how do you ta how do you tap into that? How do you sort of like, you know, you, you create? Do you create like a okay? This is going to be this type of evil killer, and then try and humanize them. How do you go about crafting these characters? I, I kind of do it. Actually, I do it the opposite. So it's like right. I create these characters that I like that I think are going to be fun to write, and then I go, okay, what do they do when the lights are off? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so to like have fun, like what kind of characters, what kind of, you know, especially with vinyl because there was a team. So you kind of have to have some team dynamics. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, like, okay, you got to create your characters, you know, who's the leader, how does this all work? Um, and, and at the same time, make each character unique and fun and then go, okay, how do they kill people? Mm. And so, you know, that was like how I dove into approaching them. Um, and I'm glad you guys are loving, like, I mean, that, that's the fun part about it to me is the experiment of can I get people to love this yeah. character who should probably not be liked? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it shows off in all mediums at the moment. I think to have to have that character who we warm to, but it's just awful. You know, I think it's a, it's a cracking right. way to write a book. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want our heroes to be perfect anymore or our characters to be perfect a lot of the time, do we? Mm-hmm. You know? No. There is definitely... A lot of that came from when I was doing the research. You find like a lot of these serial killers, people love who they are. Like, I mean, before they find out they're serial killers, like a Ted Bundy, people were like, this was the nicest guy you wanted to have a beer with him like he, mm, he was yeah. the guy you wanted to hang out with and i was like man that's interesting and so i think i kind of played you know took that and ran with it on on all of these mm. which makes the darkness even darker because you know they may say some just just casual dialogue um but against the backdrop of ultra violence and you know sometimes you have to step mm-hmm. outside and and think these are truly disturbing characters where life means nothing to them. These, this, they're just doing. You know, they're just killing people. Sort of nihilistic in a way, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. But there's that moment where the the uh, what's the name of the the, the 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 girl one in the dragon costume, dragon cat. Oh, I'm fascinated oh. by that character. Yeah, she yeah, she was I'm sort of like there's there's a moment where they sort of she has a connection with the uh, the, the main character and they're kind of. That they sort of hints at something there, or at least on her heart. It's a heart. meet cute from hell. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like <laughs> it shows a kind of like appear into that character's like mind and what what she wants, and it seems completely at odds with what the, what's going on around them. And that that's the fun of of working. I mean, Daniel and I love to like if we can mix two emotions together in a single panel that don't shouldn't go together, mm-hmm. we feel like we've won. And so that, you know, I mean, the first scene you see is clearly two people having sex in a car in a creepy environment. Those two things <laughs> shouldn't go together. And so that's like, that. I'm glad you picked up on that kind of stuff and that you're enjoying it because, I mean, that's what we really aim for is like, oh, wait, okay, wait a minute. We're in the middle of this ultra-violent scene and is there love going on? <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, what what's happening here? And that's what we're really aiming for. And that's, I'm, you know, I mean, you never know if it's going to work or not. You hope it does when we're putting it together. Yeah. But like, uh, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because that's exactly what we're trying to do and do it subtly. You know, not always like hit you over the head with like, hey, yeah. I love you. It's like, just what about a look? Yeah. What about a look? Yeah. And not enough can be said about Daniel's work. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm immediate fan from page one uh, of. Oh, it's lovely stuff. Yeah. And just. <laughs> Because he can do character acting as well. A lot, a lot of these books, it's all in the reactions of people, even as their heads are being removed from their bodies. They have, they have, they have a look on their face. Um, what, what's that been like for you, like collaboratively, to um, sort of, you know, if you've written these these twisted or the or these crazy ideas, to know that he can just go away and knock it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, working with Daniel's been fantastic. We started working together on some books way back in in the day uh, before Ice here became a a bad thing. We did some Ice action comics, and that was like our first foray together. Mm. And you know, over time, we we just kind of developed this language and, and learned together how to you know tell a better story. And what's, what's Ice, absolute... Doug? The drug? Oh no, no, Ice is a. Immigration Custom and Enforcement here in the oh, US. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yep. it's like one of the, you know, one of the Department of Justice things. And um, okay. And and we just learned how to work together and we work pretty seamlessly together. And he's just fantastic. He's he's like incredible to work with. He's the nicest guy I know. Um 
and you know, we, 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 neither one of us bring our egos to the table. We just kind of come together and go, Hey, what do you think about this? And that's back and forth. That's from the writing to like, he'll send me layouts and go, what do you think about this layout? Does it work or not? And so we work really close together through the whole thing to make sure that we're develop, delivering the best story we possibly can. And yeah, I mean, working with Daniel's an absolute dream. Wait, mm. What's the score on this? Because is this a six issue mini? I'm guessing is it? Uh, plush is yes, plush is six. So is it? Are you doing one a year with him? Is that the kind of model you've adopted? Or yeah, I mean, we're both happy. Kind of, you know, he he's almost a page a day guy almost every week. Cool. Like he works six days a week, and he almost does a page a day every nice every day. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. um, but he doesn't want to be. <clears throat> neither one of us kind of want to worry about like that monthly schedule. So okay. we do them and then we put them out. Yeah. You know, so usually yeah. before the, you've even seen the first issue, all six are, you know, in this case, all six were drawn. Oh, wow. Cool. So yeah, we don't, we don't like to release anything until we're completely done with it in case we want to go back and make changes and stuff. And so, yeah, we're not, we're not in a rush to do a book a month, you know? Yeah, five, no, I agree, man. I think year would be perfect. It's definitely the model um, at the moment, isn't it? The sort of the six issue mini and it lends itself to foreign sales and stuff like that as well. I think, you know, um, What's uh what's the what's the design um, collaboration like then? Because I'm guessing you have that that run up to it where you're talking through because they're all designed in different ways. From plastic, you know, it has one look, and vinyl has a, has a definitive, almost psychedelic look in, in on occasion. And then this is very different again. Is there is is that a long process or? It's, I would say it's, a, it's it's very organic. So right. Daniel and I will get on Zoom because you know he's he's an Englishman that lives in Spain. Oh, okay, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we'll get on Zoom and we just kind of talk things out and we'll come up with a we'll kind of come up with a theme. Plastic kind of did its own thing and that was our first time doing it. And we knew that we wanted to try to do kind of like sexy horror. And yeah. then we got to I said, you know, I want to do let's do something that looks a little different for vinyl. And and we started thinking about well, what if Disney did a horror film? And so that's okay. why like we reached out to to Dave Stewart and said, you know, we're gonna do colorful, beautiful horror. And then we went to like plush. And the first thing that came out of our mouths immediately was like, we want to do neon horror. And so that's why we right. went got Rico, of course, because he's perfect for that kind of stuff. And then everything kind of builds from there. And yeah, we, I mean, do we kick it back and forth? Um, I mean, there's, you know, as you can imagine, like there's days where we're like, man, none of this is working for us. We need to start from scratch. And there's days where we're like, oh my God, that's it. Yeah. And so, you know, so did, do you say stuff like, forth. do you say stuff like that? That needs to be a devil goat, for example, or, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with those characters, I was very for the for the three main furries, I was very specific. You know, I was like, hey, I wanted them. I didn't want any. I didn't want all three furries to be from, let's say, one segment of the community. I wanted to make sure that it was three furries from three different segments of the community. Okay. So, um, you know, the cat dragon's a little bit more on the the fantasy side. You know, and those those actually exist. The goats very. You know, you see a lot of them um, very popular, but they typically don't hang around with say more of the cartoony style okay. of, of furries and then like i said Brittany, who who kind of powered the whole thing is where keebler kind of came from and and i don't know if keebler exists in the real world other than something close to Brittany. and so right. you know we just kind of like hey here's what i want to do these three very different characters so that you know we're not doing nothing you know we, that's the freakiest one for me yeah she's the freakiest oh, yeah, yeah. they are, they are oh, the yeah, freakiest one yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah it was just like we, we we weren't sure what sex she was. To be fair, that was the we were wondering. You just you just said she, so I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, Keebler. Yep, and you know, there's there's more to come on figuring out who she is, but at the moment, she is a she. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 For the moment. Okay. Was what was yeah. the thinking behind uh, uh, Devin's character, the ma- the main character's sort of suit? Because it is obviously quite a it's a major part of it. Because he's, I'm guessing he's going to be in that suit for most most of this series. But it's it's such a sort of striking design because there's so much thought into. It's already pretty dirty. All, all of these suits, isn't it? And he's like a oh a, a bird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of that honestly came from from Daniel. Um, you know, I was like, hey, I don't really, I didn't have a concrete idea of what suit Devin would wear in the beginning because he didn't pick it. And so, as the writer of this character, it was it was difficult for me to pick it for him. And so, Dan, I was like, Daniel, do you have any thoughts on this? And he goes, Yeah, I got it. And so he sent it to me, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. And so that kind of even bled into like this almost kind of like chicken weird yeah. chicken character you know that kind of actually works with the theme of the story at this point you know because like okay he's kind of scared mm. of what to pick you know he's chicken right so yeah. that just played into it so yeah that uh, that one i owe all to daniel yeah and it's <laughs> apart, such a apart from striking all... visual with their feet as well isn't it like yeah know. like the big clown shoes feet almost don't they yeah, yeah. Mm. i mean apart from our reaction to it doug have you had many extreme reactions at all or do people look at you and think you're a bit weird? I write some weird comics as well, so I understand it. But uh, the uh, oh, yeah. To, to, oh yeah, to... oh good. That must please. It yeah, almost I, pleases I, me. I, you know what I mean? It's like, hmm. <laughs> and and that was a that was a lesson for me. Um, like I said before, plastic. I was very concerned about trying to please everybody. Mm, right. And when plastic came out, I was so in love with the story that when people would come up, and I actually had a guy try to get me kicked out of a show once because I wrote really? plastic. Really? Wow. wow. Um, the, seeing the, I mean, there's people that would walk up and tell me how disgusting I was <laughs> and before plastic, that would have hurt my feelings after plastic. I just laugh because I find it <laughs> hilarious that somebody is judging me based on a sex doll, you know, like, yeah. and so, yeah, it's, I get some very interesting, uh, looks and comments at, at comic book shows. How has that that creative freedom been, though? I mean, obviously you're dealing with stories of immense everything, whether that be, you know, whether it be the the kinks, the humor, the violence, everything just goes for it. It's it's pure. I mean, I imagine these like this is just a great indie horror movie that I'm just going to watch on a Saturday night, put some popcorn, put some popcorn on a couple of beers and just enjoy the the carnage um how is that what have you learned about yourself writing these sort of stories i mean it's it's the plastic showed me that because the people that love it love it Mm. i mean really love it and so like those people come up to me and go man i've been looking for a book or a story like this for years and i haven't been able to find it and it went, and, and, and the part of me went, oh, there's other people out there that like this dark comedy weird shit that I like. And it freed, like I said, it kind of freed me up and changed how I approach story and the fact that like I want to continue, because like you said, on those Saturday nights when I'm like looking for a movie that I just want to kind of like turn my brain off and have fun. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I really enjoy. And usually those end up being my favorite movies. And that's the kind of stuff I want to create. And so it freed me to go, hey, you can do this weird indie stuff. Stop worrying about trying to write the next X-Men or Spider-Man. That's not, you know, but like, 
it freed me up to go, hey, write your weird shit, dude, and write the weirdest shit you can come up with. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I mean, people are out there writing the X-Men. It actually exists, so there's no point in writing something similar. Yes, I think when you've got correct. the benefit of working with someone like Image and you've got like a great artist to work with, you know, you may as well just go for it, aren't you? And I think there is that, I think there is that passion and that um, market for this sort of thing. If you look in movies, you've got like, did the banana splits did it, didn't they? They did like a horror version yeah. of that. And, oh, yeah. You know, there yeah. is people do love that sort of weird tint to horror, don't they? Hmm. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um probably two of my favorites. I just showed it to my best friend when he was in town for a couple of days. Um the babysitter on Netflix and <laughs> oh, yeah. Dalen Tucker versus Evil. Oh god. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And that and that those I was like, yeah, this is my kind of thing. And it's like I love that weird, you know, I love the horror mixed with action mixed with comedy yeah we're you big know, fans of full moon here man we we love um you know we love puppet master and all that sort of thing as well and i think you know oh, that's yeah. been about for years you know hmm. yeah. yeah and like one thing i will say be say about these books they like comedy it, mm. it, there is a real like comedic nature to the whole of the stories i know like it gets dark and we're talking serial killers and ultra violence and stuff but there are moments that just make make me smile in it, even if some of those moments, I should probably look at myself and go, "Is there something <laughs> wrong with you?" Um, but yeah. there's a sense of, and I, I find that with some of the like the best sort of horror stories, there is a dark sense of humour riding through them, isn't it? Do you do you find that's quite important with these stories to make sure there is a a through line of comedy? It's got to be funny, yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Um... It's it's you know because a lot of times Daniel and I both of us love regular horror movies as well and we kind of yeah. like try to incorporate you'll you'll see like you know our our homage to those but we try we tend to do those for a comedic effect you know it's like okay let's have the twins from Vinyl you know doing the the Shining thing but do it yeah. in a different way that's creepy yeah. but kind of yeah. funny at the same time yeah because it, also... it lends itself to covers as well doesn't it I yeah. mean, that, oh, that homage yeah. thing is horror more than any other sort of genre lends itself to the you know the the playing fun fun with the covers and stuff like that and i know you got you got you 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 have a few variants for these is that under your purview or is that something image deal with uh, that was totally us so like oh, cool. um, like a, yeah you know reached out to a couple of friends and um i I found if you guys have read the Me Love in the Dark by Scott Young and Jorge Corona, oh like, yeah, I loved yeah, yeah. that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I'm going to reach out to Jorge. I don't think I'll be able to get. I didn't know him. I just reached out to him, and he was like, yeah, I'd love to do this. Um, mm-hmm. The funny one to me was like somebody brought up, what about Tony Flex? And I'm like, you know, the guy <laughs> yeah. that's like really hot right now for doing you know My Little Pony covers. And they're like, yeah. And so I reached yeah. out to Tony, and he was like, all in. He was like, I cannot wait to do these. And so well, he's know, just done that serial killer dog thing, player. isn't he? Which is great. You know, oh, straight dogs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, straight yeah. dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's perfection because you've got almost a Disney feel to the three characters floating mm-hmm. in a river of blood or something, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I I also like about your writing is I know it's a visual medium. Um, whenever I read comics, though, I can hear them. Does anyone else have that experience where you can hear? The sound effects there's a voice of everyone yeah. yeah 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 mm. and um you know certainly with vinyl that the sound was very important to that thing going through and the music and the, and the tempo of things and plush also has the sound effect jing jing of the bell around the neck 
And that is almost... <laughs> it's its amazing, because as soon as you hear that, we know which character it is uh, uh, immediately because when they're introduced. But then that's something that, you know, as you were writing it, you must have known that you could have... This character could not be in it for, like, three issues, and as soon as you put those two words, Jing Jing, it immediately lets you know that they're there. Doesn't it? That's... that's oh, yeah, that was... It's amazing. I, I, yeah, and we, you know, a lot of those things are happy accidents. You know, when I'm when we were creating the character, mm. and I was like, "What if we put a bell around her neck?" And then it just came to me because I mean, I have cats, and every now and then you just <laughs> hear this weird sound coming from the house, and you're like, "I know, I have three cats, and I'll know exactly by the sound which one it is." Yeah, you're like, "I know who's doing that." You need, to, you know, not jump up and go save the world from them, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and then, and so. Being having something that's a sound effect that I can use to help tell story in this very, you know, static presentation, you know, of, of art is, um, I love it. I, I mean, and it was just a happy accident that I bumped into him and, oh, yeah, I can just have this jing jing. And I don't, once I establish it, I can put that at any point in time. I don't have to show them, but when you hear it, you know, they're there. And yeah. again, that's, you know, that's almost a point you know like you know they're there just by this sound but you don't know where they're hmm. going to play with so all right here's a question for you lots of lots of violence lots of death um but doug's a lovely person as we all know as we we can hear he's a he's a normal um, not that nice it's not that nice <laughs> <laughs> um but when it we know when it comes to horror Let's not beat around the bush. Some of the joy, especially with horror comics, is in the kills. Now, when you when you work with Daniel, is that a collaborative sort of effort of deciding how you're going to kill people? Because you go, you you put your foot to the pedal with some of these deaths, especially in issue two, which you need to read. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, we work it out. We try to like. We try really hard not to repeat ourselves unless, mm. you know, unless you want it to repeat, like say, you know, when Edwin in plastic is killing somebody, he cuts their heads off. That's, you know, that's something you're always going to repeat. Mm. But, um, yeah, we don't want to ever like do the same death over and over. And so like, that's where we have fun trying to figure out like, okay, how are we going to do this differently? And sometimes he comes, sometimes, you know, it's just a total collaborative process of where we just try to, you know, we throw ideas out until something sounds so ridiculous and fun to us that we have to do it. And it must be, um, I mean, trying to think of different, <laughs> this is going to sound really dark, I'm trying to think of, of different ways to kill people. It's kind of fun for a writer and, and an artist. I mean, we've all done it. We've all written our comics and just think, right, what's a really unique, I know, Tony, you've written some. I just sort of imagine my wife getting killed <laughs> and um, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> but but to do it in a way well, that like you know is truly surprising like I, i'm not going to spoil anything but the fire extinguisher i didn't expect that's a good that, scene i didn't Love expect it to i didn't expect it to go the way that goes <laughs> but quite brutal that and that oh yeah and, and daniel's the one that added the eye to it and apparently everybody loves the fact that there's an eye stuck to this fire extinguisher um that's the comment <laughs> we keep getting from everybody um, but the fire extinguisher was just, again, you know, sometimes as a writer, you know, the muses come to you. Yeah. And I wanted him to have a weapon, but I didn't want it something that he carried. Um, 
And I was like, well, what would you find in a, in a police station other than a gun or something like that? And I just happened to come up with a fire extinguisher. And I was like, man, swinging a fire extinguisher around by the hose would be a hell of a way to kill somebody. That's a and hell of a nunchuck, isn't it? ran with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exa exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing. I mean, we love this series. But what, yeah. to, to you, though, let's put the focus on you a bit. What? You're writing all of this stuff and and more like, you know, World of Warcraft and obviously like DC and stuff. What are your influences, especially and have they changed yeah. since you've you've gone to more independent mm -hmm. comics? You know, I, this is always a tough one to question. I mean, to answer, because like I feel personally that everything I've ever read or watched, good or bad, is an influence on me. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously yeah. there's the things that you love. But I'm sure, and you know, we just talked about being armchair quarterbacks, right? Like, there's movies I watch and I go, man, this would have been better if they would have done this. Mm. And I can't deny that that's an that has an impact on how I write because I'm like, man, if they'd have done this instead of this, I'm like, oh, I need to remember that. Um, but you know, if you go back to, you know, if I was, if I was going to pick the top ones, I mean, obviously it comes from like all the books I read. As, I was a big science fiction geek when I was a kid, so like. You know, Star Wars came out and, and saved my life in a lot of ways. Um, Alan Dean Foster yeah. was one of my favorite writers. Um, Chris Claremont and the X-Men, as far as comics are concerned, is probably the number one influence okay. on my life. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as you get older, yeah. I mean, now I search out I search out the weird movies, you know, like we were talking, like with The Babysitter and Dale and Tucker versus Evil and stuff like that. You know, of course, I watch all the MCU movies and the DC movies and, you know, Top Guns and everything that come out, um, but at the same time, like I hunt for the gems, so like the gems mm -hmm. that nobody else are watching. Um, those are the movies I really, really enjoy. Have you watched um, any of the Joe Bagos movies, like VFW and uh, his latest one, which was Christmas Bloody Christmas? Have you seen any of those? If not, you I should. haven't seen those, but I'm writing them down right now. Um, <laughs> I think I think Bliss is the second one. That's a sort of twisted vampire tale. If you like the neon, like Christmas Bloody Christmas, which just came out at Christmas, funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> um, is full on sort of like micro budget neon horror um, about a, a killer robotic Santa. Who doesn't love that? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we were just we were just talking about. Before you came on, Doug, we were talking about Ben Wheatley over here in the UK, yeah. and he's put out some really strange stuff. Have you seen any of his? He did High Rise and Sightseers and A Field in England. Any of his stuff? He's writing all these. No. Down. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the I line am. he said he shit in my mouth is one of my favourites. Uh, oh lines gosh! Of two, of two people in a caravan. <laughs> what was the one? I that out. Hmm. I can't remember the way they've got the house and it's the guy and the woman and they. I, I mentioned it briefly before we came on. Kill and they, list. They, no, it's not the kill list. They they go through like a, a a kind of ritual together to kind of summon something, and they can't leave the house for three days, and it's all really messed up. I'm not even sure if he directed that. Oh, God. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds quite good. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I have to try and find that out. We're, I'll, we're, I'll ask the we're wife. We're writing down our wish list now. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a great movie channel called X Hamster. Have you heard of that? Oh it? God, Tony, stop trying to. I have heard of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, what is? I mean, it's fantastic to know that um, 
this is six issues to be honest it's moving at such a pace i thought it might be four um so i i'm i'm both excited and very worried about the main character if he's got to go through another four four issues of absolute hell um and it feels like it's happening all in one night which is um which adds to it i'm not i I don't want to ask for spoilers yet i do want to but i'm not yeah Uh, Yeah. (laughs) um and it adds to the intensity without saying too much is this we keep calling this a sort of thematic trilogy um and it it kind of is but is there are there plans for more we i mean i love the the name of the titles but without saying i'm too guessing much, you must be working on one if there is yeah have you got ideas yeah. for more oh yeah there's no doubt daniel and i have um when 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 we finally in some ways got permission to do this we said we're going to keep doing this until they tell us to stop oh man so we we have you know probably two or three years worth of stuff easily that we could work on Um, and we've already started we've already started the next one oh god right okay so and is it all going to be one word titles so far yeah, I mean, I think that's our thing. We want to kind of keep it like very yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, you're not into you're not into No, no, he's, he's going to keep just, his cards close to his chest. To, yeah. But we can just keep naming things, and he'll he'll say nothing. He's not going to say whether we're right or we're wrong. If we denim, say, denim, Cotton. double denim, double <laughs> denim. That's two words. Oh yeah, it's two words. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. But I mean, I can't. I mean, should should we be worried about you that you've got another two or three years of these sort of stories left? Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> because they have you been know, I mean, I... varied as well, haven't they? It's, it's not just the same serial killer every time. It's it feels like you're exploring yeah. different mm. genres of killer as well. Oh, that, that's what we hope. I mean, that's mm. you know, we, you try to can you know, we don't want to repeat ourselves, um, so we keep trying to do something different each time. Um, mm. And you just hope you don't. Um, I mean, that's that's we love doing original, unique stories that don't continue to you know hit the same notes that we've hit before. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm sure we'll you know there's no way I, I'm sure there's not a, a a way to keep from doing that. But we're loving what we're doing, and we just keep pushing. You know, yeah. trying to do something different mm. every time. Have you got any plans to do any sort of specialist hardbacks, which are actually covered in the product that you name in the title you know you could do a plush hardback couldn't you oh god yeah oh yeah i like that um, idea I mean, yeah i we we've thrown around those kind of ideas they're more like hey matt you know more of like you know dreaming about stuff like we're doing right now yeah. and they're like hey wouldn't it be cool if we could come up with a hardcover that was covered in plush or you know, those <laughs> kind of things um but yeah. we haven't we haven't enough you know daniel and i rarely slow down enough to figure that kind of stuff out we hope we hope somebody like image or <laughs> the yeah. publisher will figure that out for us. Yeah, because as I understand it, the old furry community are very specific about what fur they use, aren't they? It's kind of oh, it's yeah. a big thing. So oh. you could almost have a you know charge them a couple of thousand pounds. They could have a book covered in whatever <laughs> was their speciality. Wow, there's one, a whole you know? business you're spinning right now, Tony. There's... Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I wonder when someone's going to actually turn up at a con in one of the suits. Oh, that'd be cracking for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that's cosplay oh. and a half, isn't it? Yeah. Don't go to yeah, their room I, with them, I, I, you know. <laughs> I, I hope that happens. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would yeah. be an amazing day. Yeah. Does um back to like the the storytelling, does the setting of the story 
play like a huge part because like this one obviously plush as it stands is more of an urban setting but of course we had like the the sunflower fields in vinyl you know the more rural settings and stuff is that also a big um way for you to plan the atmosphere of the story oh most definitely i mean obviously you know you take something like vinyl and mm. having sunflowers and, and poor daniel happening to draw you know fields <laughs> yeah. of sunflowers <laughs> yeah but using those colors because you know what that color is going to be yeah um yeah. and you know this bright yellow that's going to like not go with a horror story and so yes yeah, setting those up in, in a particular place and then obviously taking it from these bright sunflowers down into an underground bunker you know and, and playing with that like who wants to be trapped in an underground bunker with these people kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, the, you know, how you color that stuff and, and how Daniel's going to approach how he draws it. We, we spend quite a bit of time talking out where we want the, the environment because we, we view it as a character, like mm. the, the character, you know, the environment is a character on its own and, yeah. it, and it helps you write the characters in that environment. Yeah. Vinyl is very, now that you say he lives in Spain, I get a bit of Spain from vinyl actually. Something like the outside cafes and stuff like that. I think it, it's it, there's something about it that just so sort of sunny, dry, you know, countryside, which is how I view the whole oh, yeah. of Spain, which clearly yeah, isn't. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the wraparound yeah. covers as well, Doug. You've got like oh. a wraparound for these, which are lovely. You know. God, yeah. I love oh yeah, there's some of them I bumped into. Um, you know, obviously Saga has done them for a while. Paper Girls did them, and I love them. Yeah, and I was like, "This is better than the typical like you have a cover and then there's an ad on the back." And yeah, so I kind of wanted to stay away from that, and so Daniel okay. was like, "Yeah, let's do wraparounds." Nice, that's yeah. good, and they are, they are stunning. Um, okay, then for um, we obviously we have writers and artists listening to this show, and some of them, well, actually a lot of them, like writing um, sort of dark stuff, horror, serial killer stories, etc. What would be your advice for someone trying to tap into a, a dark character like the ones that you have in your books? Hmm. I think you have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to empathize with them. So you're okay. gonna have to understand them on a deep level of like, would I? Can I go to the the, the depths that they're going? You know, and, and plastic was the easy one for me because I do believe that everybody has that kind of like. There's something in their life that they would kill for. You love something so much that you would kill for, whether it's your, you know, your spouse, not you, Tony. Um, yeah, always <laughs> kids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your cat, whatever it might be. Um, you're, you're willing to kill for it. So like, you have to, un you have to like reach deep, deep down into yourself and like identify with that. And mm. that's the only way you're going to pull it out. Mm. Cause it can be quite, yeah. it's a and dark again, place to, it's a dark headspace to get into, isn't it? really yeah we're very oh, into yeah, sex robots sure. on here doug we what do you mean we don't don't <laughs> lump me in with that <laughs> <laughs> if i had a decent sex robot i'd kill for that there you go that would that's where yeah. i stand what you're yeah. saying your one's not very good is that what you're saying no it's not up to spec uh, i need a new one it's a bit broken <laughs> it's a black and decker drill in a box <laughs> We can call it that. Yeah, <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew this conversation was going to go in all directions. Um, oh dear, yeah. But um, where can people um find more of your work, Doug? I mean, obviously, you can go to Comicsology. Um, you know, go to the image site. That's where most of my stuff is nowadays. Mm. Um, yeah, and then there's a typical. You know, obviously, I always say go to your local comic book shop first. You know, let's help the the small guy versus yeah, the big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
worst case scenario, you know, you can always go to Amazon or Comixology, that kind of stuff. Are you a big con guy? Do you do a lot of cons, Doug? Or? I try to. I love them. Um, what you done? What you done recently? I mean, they're, they're, uh, you do you New know, York, obviously, with the pandemic. I haven't done New York lately. I have done New York in the past. I haven't done it lately. Obviously, with the right. pandemic, things have been, you know, yeah, not that much. Yeah, 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 not many. Are there um, any coming up? I'll, I'm, I'm doing Baltimore. If you're at that one. Oh, Baltimore is a great show. I might do Baltimore this year. Um, okay. I love that show. That's one of my yeah. favorites. Um, coming up for sure, I've got uh, Emerald City, which is in Seattle, Washington. Cool. Mm. I've got C2E2, which is in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do Amazing Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm signed up. I think I've signed up to do Denver Expo. Um, always try to do Heroes Con, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, man. I did, I did the last Baltimore. Heroes. I did, I did Heroes last year. Did you do that one? No, last year I missed it. I had COVID oh, okay. during that one. Oh, mate, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was out. Otherwise, I missed yeah, you at that I, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to cancel at the last minute. I, I hated it because I've, oh, okay. I've done Heroes probably twenty five years in a row. I love that show. Oh, mate, I've, that's the first time I've ever done it, and it was a great show. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Proper comics in it. As yeah, well. Baltimore yeah. and Heroes. Yep, Baltimore and Heroes are still proper comic book shows. Right. So I love going to both of those. Well, with your with Is your furry what... comic, I'm guessing that Dragon Con would be a good one for you. Isn't, Isn't that the big? <laughs> Furry one. Yeah, just, yeah. I actually lived in Atlanta, and um, yes, I had some experiences uh with the, <laughs> the furry community in a, in a, in a Dragon Con. Dragon Con's a big one, and it's um, it's an interesting that that the group that typically goes there is a little bit different than what you right. find at a say a, a true furry con. But um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting experience to watch. Yeah, I think we've referred to it as lively. We've heard someone call it lively before. Yeah, lively. Yeah, yeah lively yeah. is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Are you reading uh, many comics at the moment? I try to. I mean, I've got a stack. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm more drawn to the indie world now, probably more than ever before. Um, is that because a, you a you've huge... dipped your toe into actually sort of creating indie comics yourself? I think so. I think that has an influence on it. And um, I won't lie, like, I miss, you know, I'm going to sound old here. I miss the days of, like, having one Batman book or one Spider-Man book. You and me both, man. Yeah. 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 Um, and and I, I did pick up the X-Men when Hickman took over, and there was two titles. And I was like, oh, thank God, there's only two I can keep up with this. And then six uh, months later, there were 16 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we've said exactly the same thing on here, man. We loved it at the start, and then it just went all over the place. And we're like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just so I, I have a. It's more difficult for me to get into what you know. I love superhero comics, but lately I've just had a hard time finding one that like really speaks to me. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, as cool. far as the, I mean, dude, there are so many good indie books now. Like yes. incredibly written. You know, James Tynan. You know, yeah. is just everything he seems to touch. Obviously, you know, Saga and Paper Girls and anything. Um, Brian K. Vaughn touches seems to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm just there's so many great books out right now. Yeah, mm. yeah, great man. And cool. we are very pleased to say that um, Plush is definitely one of them. So yeah, you know, get to a shop on Wednesday. Yeah, go check it. that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. It actually came out of nowhere as well because obviously um, I think I mentioned plastic, didn't I? And then vinyl, and then Tony, you were the one that, like Plush has come out, and I was like, oh, how did I miss this? Uh, <laughs> then i went i think i went fucking hell issue two really fucking goes mental <laughs> and um Sweet. yeah let's just say basic instinct had us all chuckling yes dude 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, without any spoilers, just tell us. Well, actually, I've got two questions. Firstly, for plush, is it is the intensity just going to get more and more and more all the way into issue six? I don't think. It, you know what? I, I kind of like a roller coaster ride, so I'm going to say no. Um, it's going to have okay. its ebbs and flows. Um, you know, if you if you read stuff, you know, if, if you liked vinyl, I, it's it's a very similar pace to vinyl. Okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. so like that sort of classic horror. Sometimes you've got to pause for breath, haven't you? You have to. Oh, you need yeah. to build characters yeah. up to kill them. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my last question, and this is purely from a fan of these comics, are all of these characters in the same universe? One hundred percent. Oh, cool! <laughs> what a fucking world what? that is! Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It, I mean, you know, obviously, plastic was first, but like, if you know, you've read vinyl, so you know that that Walter and Edwin know each other, and mm. if you're paying attention to an issue one of Plush, um, they're in the book. <gasps> oh God! I've got to go yeah, back okay. and reread it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, amazing! Yep. There's a there's a small there's a small cameo for uh, Virginia and and Edwin and uh, Walter. Uh, if you're looking in the furry crowd, they're in there. Oh, cool! Oh, nice one. Okay. Holy shit! I can see them now. <laughs> I've just looked it up. Oh, mind blown! I love that sort Good. of detail. Good as well. stuff. Yeah. So yes. Go follow Doug and read these books, and 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 Daniel as well, and the whole creative team because you're putting out like amazing work, and we can't we can't wait to see more of it and see what twisted magnificence you come up with in the future. And thank you very much for joining us this week, Doug. Oh, my yeah, pleasure. thanks, Good man. Stuff. Good stuff. And there you go, folks. Definitely, I know. I know we've mentioned the books. That's been a long time coming. Actually, yeah, we might yes. speak to him for one week. Yeah. yeah, and it's um just. They're just brilliant and fun comics. Of course, you know, if you don't like gore, ultraviolence, and the, the darker side of comics, they may not be for you, but we absolutely fucking loved it. And, I've uh, got to say, this is the first time I've read any of Doug's books, so, like, going in on plush and then reading first uh, couple issues of vinyl, it was very refreshing and a different voice. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a real. It's nice. It's nice when they turn out to be good guys as well. That's yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as I always say that the people that write some of the darkest stuff are the nicest people. Yes. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Thanks. So, um, <laughs> well, there's, there's always the exception to <laughs> or me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as you you were trying to get me to say Tony killed someone with a penis. <laughs> in his comics, in his yeah. comics, yeah. Yeah. we just need we, we need to say that for Those are lies. Know, legal legal reasons. We have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But no, thanks to Doug for joining us again. And uh, yeah, no doubt. Don't be surprised if you hear us talking about those books because seriously, issue three is coming out in a couple of days. Double we'll denim's wait. next. Yeah, man, I can't yeah, wait to see where yeah. he goes with this because I couldn't tell you. I mean. Honestly, there could be anything. I mean, we we said rubber. Do you reckon there's going to be what other fabrics could? Well, the one we came up in the break there was uh, podcasters. Yeah. Oh God, no, no. (laughs) That'd be a good one. (laughs) Yeah. There's some right wankers doing that. (laughs) Us included. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, us. I I think he's he's talking about us. Um, But now we're going to talk about some other people. Do we have any shout-outs, gents? 
Yes. Yes. So congratulations to Avery Hill for celebrating 10 years of publishing. Hey, hey there you go. Yeah, our buddies. So that's gone quickly, isn't it? Yeah, wow. it has. Um, my creative brother, Adam Fout, has another a great zine out called Laundrette Comics, issue one. You can go to adamfout.com and get a copy. Or, more importantly, what you should be doing is going to his new solo Patreon um, ah. and sign up to that. Very reasonably priced. Go and sign up and you get uh, loads of comic stuff. I know it's one of the sketchbooks he put out yesterday. was a drawing he did of me in the airport um, with Toronto Tony written next to it. But uh, you get loads of stuff on it, so go and do that. And also a plug for me. If you happen to be at Angoulême this coming Thursday afternoon, and I'm sure all of you will be there, uh, pop over to the Alternative Tent, booth F18, and you can see between, I think it's four and six, I'll be doing a signing. It's exciting, isn't it? Hmm. Come and see me at Angoulême. Or just if you're at Angoulême, come and say hello. Because I'll be, be wandering great. around, wandering yeah. around, looking lost. French ladies, yeah, uh. trying to say Café Olay a lot and things like that, <laughs> you know. Well, you just uh... dead. Point out a couple of exhibitions there, which I'm very jealous oh, that you get to see. Oh, it's going to be massive out there. There's so there's so much going on at it. There's a Jinja Ito, um, there's a Druye, uh, there's oh, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, it's um, so interestingly, a lot of manga at it this year as well. I'm going to say the most manga mm. that I've seen. Um, yeah, so I'm there with Sam wandering around. I think the um, Greg's going to be there from Gosh, he's there as well. Fantastic, I know. So yeah, it'd be cool. Good. Manga always had a bit more of a foothold in uh, Europe as opposed to the UK. Oh, I Am think I right it did. You had those sort of you had those sort of European Japanese co-production yeah. things. Going on, I mean, they had Dragon Ball like massive, obviously in Spain and stuff before uh, it. We had even fucking heard about it over here. Yeah, yeah. the the artist who did uh, Crying Freeman. I'm a big fan of his stuff, and he yes. did Maya the Psychic Girl, Ryoichi Ikigami. He's got an exhibition as well, so original art from him. No, you know good. what? That might be the first sort of manga comic I ever read. Might be my the Psychic Girl. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, I bought it was like that a, early one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I bought like a pack of it and a pack of comics for like a quid or something, and it, that one an issue of that was in it. Ah, oh, cool. So there you go. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait, man. I can't wait. I've got. Yeah, man, um, I've, I'm taking a suitcase so I can bring a full suitcase back. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Dan, Perfect. have you got any shout-outs? I do. Uh, why not check out? A new Kickstarter coming up. Uh, issues two and three of Bullet Adventures by a friend of the show, Randy Stone. Oh, yeah. uh, if you remember, we had Randy on recently. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. If you like classic Golden Age superhero locks, come check out Bullet Adventures. It's signing up now, and it's, as soon as it gets launched, you'll get notified. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the news with Comixology and Amazon mm. uh, making a lot of their stuff redundant. Yeah, and very sad. The, the, the future of comics. The rumor is it was seventy five percent of their start, isn't it? Is that Ouch. What I was saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh, with my fear, as always, with when you're buying digital products, what happens to them when something like this happens? Do you lose? Will it? They get lost if Comicsology goes. Mm. Uh, we don't know. But uh, as pointed out in the Slack group, the ACP Slack group, uh, Simon has uh, given us a link to a tweet that essentially tells you how to download all the comics that you've purchased through uh, Comixology. We can give that link out into the show notes or something. Uh, or if you, you're on we'll the join Slack. the Slack. Join yeah. the Slack. Slack. You'll be able to find out more. Uh, obviously, I'm not advising you on the legalities. I think that doing definitely that some not. of them you're allowed to, aren't you? Yes. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying you're capable of doing it. Yeah. 
And, like you're, uh, you're yeah. capable of going out and stealing the car and not yeah. endorsing you to. <laughs> yeah. And and obviously, you know, um, we're worried worried about you losing our digital comics, but um, really feel for all the people that are just that that would had a love for comics and working at Comicsology. And we hope, you know, if if any of you are listening that lost your jobs, we hope you're doing okay. Yes. And uh, you know. Because yeah. it, it sucks. It sucks. I dealt, with, suck. I dealt with three or four of them when mm. I was um, doing stuff for Nobrow for them. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's some nice people there, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's because always... that might be a great job. Like, yeah. I'm fucking doing these comics is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, they, you know, I mean, lit, lit long time listeners of this show will know that um, Comicsology was how I re- read most of my comics for a long mm. time. And there was a good three or four years of this show where the books I would recommend I just pick up from there. And it was it was made easier, and the customer service was always pretty good from those people in my experience. So, yeah, heart goes out to all those people that lost their lost their yeah. jobs. I kind of those, feel like so. got done dirty a bit because obviously DC, Marvel, a couple of bigger guys, they seem to be wanting to push their own app. So why would they have this yeah. marketplace? Yeah. And yeah, the digital strategy of the comic book publishers nowadays. I I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I mean, just... ho- hopefully, um, those people, you know just they're, they're experienced people there um there's going to be lots of comics companies that are probably going to be doing subscription service and yeah. there's lots of people with experience of, of doing it properly so you know hopefully fingers crossed i mean we were talking before the show that everyone's probably going to have their own app in the end so we're all going to have like 15 apps for for different publishers yeah. i'm enjoying the marvel and dc ones I, yeah. I really i really make yeah. a lot of use of them yeah 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 which um which is interesting because like when it first started there was that sort of grumpy old man oh god everyone's got an app now or there's the, there's these teething problems but just goes show doesn't it, tell you that like when they get past when it's i hadn't read a digital comic before when i'd, I'd barely read a digital comic before the yeah. show started yeah yeah and then um and I'm, I'm all over it now yeah yeah. It's so, so it's convenient con- to me as well. Yeah. Mm. You just stick the, the tablet on or whatever, and then you've got access mm. to fucking thousands and thousands of comics. Yeah, yeah. People, they just need to sort out the, the pricing. Anyway, um, but that's me complaining about it. The Marvel and DC stuff. stuff ain't too bad. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I don't think that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Comicsology stuff is silly money sometimes. Yeah. You know, you don't, you shouldn't pay as much yeah. for a PDF as you pay for a... No, something and that, that's down to forever. The, Yeah, that's probably down to publishers you know who knows i'm not going to blame it on and that's showing that's showing up more and more now that these all these books that we've we've spent you know a pound less than we would have paid if we bought the hardback yeah are now going to disappear yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so just good times we'll we'll Great of course times. we'll we'll yeah. find out what whatever we can and let you know about it, folks um, every time just... i buy a coffee in cafe nero i use the app and every time i do it i say it's the lady in there amazing times aren't they she never replies. Huh. She says, what are you going to pay with? I went, I'm going to use the app. She goes, oh, there you go. And I went, amazing times, isn't it? Never says anything. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that little scene <laughs> in my head. Amazing times. That's just great. That's just great. Mm. Um, yes, one thing that isn't so great, uh, last last thing in the shout. So I don't know if, uh, did either of you guys have any more? Before, before no, no before thanks, I folks. rudely cut you off. Um, yeah, sad news. Obviously, his name was briefly mentioned in the talk with Doug. Um, the passing of Jason Pearson yes. this week. Um, obviously, don't know the details. Not gonna, not talking about that. But um, just a, a major influence on my comic book reading and comics in general. Um, anyone who knows me knows that, uh, especially like my old school buddies, when we used to, when we rarely managed to go to a convention or, or things like that, or know that Body Bags is one of my favourite 
series of yeah. all, of all time. Um, and when I was when I was a kid, just you know, creating their own characters and stuff. Yeah, I blatantly, you know, you know, when you draw characters and you look back and you think, I've just stolen their their design. I've just I've just yeah. completely stolen it. Um, you know, definitely an influence on my art in some kind of way. Um, absolutely stunning. I it's he's going to be missed. A- absolutely missed. Um, you know, just it's. I was it was actually just a bit of a sucker punch. Uh, I didn't um, when it came out. I think did you send me the article down or, or just yeah, I sent it on to you. Yeah, yeah and so I was like, we have a shock. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, me and yeah. T get, we get up at six o'clock in the morning, don't we, Tony? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, heard, um, we, babes? sad news. Um, hope obviously his family etc are, are okay. And uh, I know there's been a lot of people that have worked with him that express their sadness. Um, I, I, I've seen like Doug himself post about it and and stealth freeze and stuff. So, hmm. um, yeah, sad news. And um, I'm gonna certainly take this moment to look back on some of that work. I'll definitely be yeah. cracking, cracking open the books because Body Bags and he did a miniseries, Dragon, Blood and Guts. It was a Savage Dragon miniseries and there's very few of them. Oh, there. I remember that one. Yeah. Eric, there's yeah. very few. I mean, I, I don't have the history with uh, Savage Dragon that you guys do. I can't remember Eric Larson having that many... Um, times when he let someone else have the complete reins for a Savage Dragon miniseries um, and certainly yeah. around, around that time Jason Pearson was one that did it and absolutely smashed it It was a, I've got the graphic novel on my shelves and I absolutely love that story I've not um, seen that you know um, very hard to get hold of so when I eventually I think it was an eBay purchase I had a couple of, I had issue one and I had issue three I think it was only a three issue miniseries uh, back in the day and this was in the day where comics I wasn't anywhere near comic shops and that was like a holy grail to have that completed story so it was an ebay purchase at one time and i absolutely adored that story now yeah so going to be missed and uh, i'm going to take this opportunity to go back and look at their work which um is probably what a lot of people do in, in these sad times i know we've lost quite a few over oh, the past, yeah. a, a lot of non-stop at the moment yeah over the past few years so um sad times but also an opportunity to look back at the work and reconnect with what made you love these creators in the first place so yeah. uh speaking of a love for comics let's uh let's look to brighter news and some recommendations can i have a little moment before i start my recommendations All right, baby what the what i'm going to mention is nothing to do with the comics i'm talking about tonight but we've mentioned this briefly as well like i i back quite a lot of uh like superhero and indie comics and sometimes there's a lot of the groups I'm in on Facebook, like people say, oh, I've got my comic out and I'll buy it as a PDF and, and read it, read it. And most of it is bloody awful. I've got to say, yeah. bloody awful. Just I would can't. say you're the you're the biggest super indie sort of superhero component of this show out of the three of yeah. us. You know, yeah, I, I sort of dive different. into it quite a lot mm. and think, oh, what's this like? And I've got one this week, which was just like, I was incredible. I was laughing at it because I was just like, you can't be fucking real. Like, I know I'm no voice in, in like known in comics, but I did that article years ago about like maybe stop doing this in your comic. And the number one thing was like having your superhero like stop a woman or someone being attacked in an alley. And because every indie superhero comic I've got that's got like a Batman esque character, they always start off the same fucking way. And there's nothing yeah. 
different they do. And in this one, uh, I'm not going to name the comic or the creators, but the, uh, like a thug, a generic thug, gets a woman, strips her completely naked in an alley and has like a knife to her and he's going to like rape her. And the character, superhero character, jumps down and uh, the guy's like, I really don't want to be disturbed, so you better fuck off. And he says, busy or not, buddy, I really don't like that you were hurting and threatening women because they're to be treated <laughs> with respect. <laughs> so, fucking... <laughs> what kind of fucking yeah. line's that? Yeah. I just, it's just unreal. But I, I don't know, you've got such a, like, uh, these harsh elements in this comic, and then you got lines like that, which are just like, oh, man, what are you doing? So people say that in real life, don't they? Yeah. You know, so that's what he's always said. Yeah. I mean, like, if I come across a scene like that where a woman's, like, that completely undressed and a man's threatening her physical violence, I would say, I don't like the hurting uh, and threatening women because they're to be treated with respect. Yeah, rather than actually fucking thing. stop him. Yeah, yeah we'll cover her up or something. Yeah, yeah, you always stop and say that. Yeah, it's always a good thing, so, yeah. We'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, God. like, it's just it's just frustration because, like I said, I, I've got another load today. And I got hoodwinked by the old cover art. Oh, the cover art looks good. And then someone else has drawn the interiors. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. What this, what's also frustrating is like someone spent either a lot of money or a lot of time on some of this stuff. And I'm sure someone's fucking saying the same stuff about the comics I create. But I was like, oh man, this is. Yeah, I've um, I've been caught out this week three times. So I've had comics arrive three times this week. All of them have been talked up by every review site and especially the creator. As being yeah. the best thing since cheese, and I, I I bought them thinking, oh, they'd be good things to review on the show and talk about, and they're all fucking dire. Yeah. Just... Like, oh, I think I think there's actually this sort of this universal balance where the more you talk about how brilliant you are on Twitter, the less good your comic is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think people who say nothing, I think I'll just stick to buying their comics now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't buy them because you don't mention them, so you don't know they exist. Yeah, you don't know. So you can, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, but Catch Twenty Two. But the honestly, these people seemingly have been going on for fucking years about these comics, and I'm like, well, there's got to be something to them. And I bought them, and they were absolute trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like some of the stuff I'm talking about is not just like, oh, you know, this could do some work. The art's a bit janky. There's like, this is just, there's virtually nothing of note in this. That's just I can't fucking recommend it in any way. It's yeah, I was terrible. The same. Yeah, it's a, just money out of my wallet. Thanks a lot yeah. to the bleep, 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 bleep websites that said it was good and the bleep, bleep creator who said it was brilliant. You fucking stolen about eight quid out of my pocket. Thanks a lot. But enough about that. Let's yeah, anyway, comics let's recommend some. Yeah. yeah. You got two, Dan, haven't you? I do. Yeah. yeah. You, go you, first, baby you, you kick yeah. us off. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mention uh, Shadows by Aaron Rackley and Dan Harris and designed by Andy Bloor. It's got absolutely lovely design. Yeah, the again. Knob called Dan Butcher did a pinup for it at the end. So <laughs> you check that out. That's a, uh, he's, a, he's a fucking hack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shadows tells if you're a big fan of like uh, I'd do the lazy comparison Star Trek uh, stuff like that, the space kind of uh, series where you get a, a, a kind of mixed crew going out into the uh, the the unknown and facing sort of alien threats and menaces and problems of the sort. Uh, Shadows is going to be right up your alley. Uh, Aaron and Dan have, uh, have produced a great little comic here. Dan's uh, detailing and character expressions, uh, love it. Of really, really good. Uh, what's that comic he did? Inky's Adventures. If you kind yeah. of like it, it, familiar with the kind of uh, expressions Dan puts on his characters, yeah, uh, they really sell the emotion in the script. 
and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The the extra bits at the back where he's done character sketches, especially of the the, the main ship uh, and the various weapons and sidearms, I really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, so go check that out, Shadows. I'm not sure where you can get it, but if you go and check Aaron on Aaron underscore Rackley on Twitter or AaronServer.com, I'm sure you can find information where to pick it out there. Nice. Yeah. Stuff. Tony. <clears throat> My first one is Bubbles, issue 15, which I think we should all be reading. It's an independent fanzine, if for those who haven't heard about it, and I think you probably all should have done by now. Um, edited and compiled by Brian Bain in the States. Um, this and Strangers, which we've, all, we've obviously talked about, and we've had Eddie on the show, really feel like they're at the, 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 the I'm going to use the word, vanguard of what we yeah. what is the global underground comic scene. Um, and it's always a great read. Um, I got mine through from Third Bear, um, which as you, the place you should all be going to get your um, American underground comics. Um, and it's another packed issue, absolutely packed. I always look at these issues and think there's there's probably so many pages they've just managed to get the staples into it. You know, it's, it's A4, black and white. Um, there's a just a, just a few of the great things that are in it. There's a great interview with um, Australian but Montreal-based comics creator Tommy Paris, who does... Um, these sort of strange blocky characters who wander wander through often quite quiet and packed urban landscapes um very interpersonal but cold really interesting style i, I, th- I think you should look them up um there's i, I think the, the other thing that a lot of the interviews do in this is they ask the person they're interviewing like we just did actually funny enough with um with our interview today is they ask for recommendations and ask what they're reading so they're trying to spread the love in this. This particularly, there's a great fun comic by Brother Malcolm, if you know his work, and there's a really um, well written and interesting essay by Dashaw on the comic surrealism of Gilbert Hernandez and the surrounding subjects to it. It's a, a nicely written um, essay that which you don't really see enough of in comics. For comics completed, somebody we were just uh, talking about. Um, a second ago, there's um, a checklist for what has been published and what hasn't been published by Ito um, from Japanese translation to English, which I think if you're really into him, he's got such a huge following, isn't he? And made a lot of the best of lists. I think Liminal this year made a lot of the best of lists. Um, I think it's written by, it's not particularly clear in here who writes stuff, but I think it's written by Ryan Holmberg, who's written a couple of things that have been distributed by Bubbles. And I bought a couple of things. He did that Bat Boy, did the translation of Bat Boy, which I talked about last year. Okay. Um, our buddy Shah from um, the Wits End podcast has written a piece on the Lost Hulk manga, which is really cool. Oh, wow. Uh, called Haruku Monstua Komiku, which it translates to Hulk Monster Comic, um, which we've never seen over here, but he's written like a nice little article on that. Um, there's a nice exploration of, if you're a fan of Seth, I'm a fan of his work. Um, the Canadian cartoonist, uh, he did a character called George Sprott. Uh, which is uh, there's a nice little exploration of that there's an absolutely massive um review section nice little short pithy reviews um i think it covers about 60 titles but some of the books in here are all stuff that we've talked about on here actually there's a lot so, so you've got um tezuka in here you've got ito you've got the george wire soul 2120 from avery hill um rooster fighters in here um hey Power Wash by Josh Pettinger, which I talked about last week. Um, what else? Joining Johnny Ryan, good old Johnny Ryan, Barely Human by him, which is the book I mentioned a couple of months ago. Um, Rust Belt Review, number four, is in here. Ducks by Kate Beaton is reviewed. You know, all this sort of current, cool stuff. Mm. Um, if you want it, crickets, 
um, by Sammy Harkin. If um, Psychodrama by Gilbert Hernandez. If you want a sort of barometer of what is cool in indie comics at the moment, I think places like Bubbles and places like Strangers are the go-tos for me. They really are. Um, and there's loads of stuff here that I will be reaching out to people. Santos Sisters is in here. Um, there's loads of stuff that I'll be reaching out to people to try and get a copy of. I know um, I was chatting to um, Third Bear today and, and, and Stephen was saying, you know, if there's anything that comes to mind you think is going to be popular, let me know, because he's sort of trying to spread his wings a bit around, around that scene. Um, so, yeah, some really good stuff in there, man. Um, it's worth getting. 15 is the most recent one. I think the only other place you're going to get it is Gosh, if you're lucky. Um, but I know Stephen's got something in in stock at the moment but uh bubbles is eight dollars which is pretty good for a magazine these days i think mm. there's loads of shit loads in it yeah. mm. that's my first one guys nice one nice my one is a, a book from scout comics um i had a chance to read a few of their titles recently and um it was a title that i was looking forward to reading the collective volume of because um i quite look like the look of it um i hadn't read the issues properly but i thought oh i'll wait until the volume comes out and the collective volume of by the horns um, okay. was one that we received and uh, and I read and spoilers I loved um, the, <laughs> the creators for this this is volume one The Wind Rises um, story in uh, the story is by Marquezanne Naso art lettering and design by Jason Muir and colour art and effects by Andre Tabakuru Tab- Tabakaru I murdered it and I I, <laughs> I apologise <laughs> I apologise Andre but um, yes, this is a collection about a story. El- this is basically a synopsis. Elodie hates unicorns. Don't get started, Tony. For nearly, <laughs> for nearly a year, she's been hell-bent on tracking down and killing all of the elusive horned creatures responsible for trampling her husband, Shintaro. Now exiled from her farming village of Wayfarer for selfishly neg- neglecting her duties, Elodie and her half-wolf, half-deer steed, Saiyan, Search the continent of Solithus for clues to the whereabouts of unicorns. Now, the synopsis on the website is a lot longer, but I think that's all you need. This is basically uh, an absolute sort of swashbuckling, crazy fantasy adventure um, about like a a badass action heroine and a a strange sort of collection of, of characters that she gathers along the way. Um, paced really well because you you have the initial setup and you know like she she kills monsters she was just looking for unicorns to kill um and the re- the reasons for it and the backstory are sort of fed out as we go along we discover more about about her you have the initial it, it's just paced very well i really really enjoyed reading this and certainly uh, this volume was like 197 pages and I just started at the beginning, and I just kept going. I had a cup of coffee on the go, and was just like, "Okay, next one," because it, it follows that nice path as well. Because she, her, and her team end up. Well, I say team. This motley crew, one of which is a sentient. It's a giant's eyeball that has been given sentience and kept alive, which is just a just a brilliant character. I didn't think I'd actually sort of. Re- get attached to uh, a character that is like a an eyeball with some of the um what do they call the the bits attached to the eyeball at the back all the grue and stuff it it worked is worked into the design um but they're quite funny and they the fantasy characters it's it's bright colorful um the logo itself is just really cool it's it's always like 
there's two sort of fantasy creatures facing off against each other and it's different for each issue um but like i say the pacing is almost she discovers that there is a group of mages like sorcerers um a sort of cabal of them that are sort of killing magical monsters to gain power so it then becomes she has to sort of save the world you know to face these mages one by one and take them all out until there's and you discover the bigger story and the the big sorcerer at the end um which lends itself to wonderful character creation and unique tales on like for instance a sand monster you know there's there's one that's based in the deserts so all of their magic and their powers are based around like wind and there's one that's all fire um and it it just creates like it's it's like action moments but it's still it doesn't forego storytelling for it um there's still plenty of character you have the journey of the character the, the traditional sort of fantasy arc of like you know you know the the conan stories they go on the journey they meet the bad guy they fight they they have the fight and then the next issue it's you could say it's the same but in doing so it's developing the characters and telling a bigger story um which led me and just the creativity on show was just like oh just give me more of that oh i can't wait to see that character next issue oh wow it's that character um it is also not just straight fantasy um i make it sound like it's straight up elves and magic but this is a character when you see you see her she's almost got like a leather jacket and she has guns as well there's like there's almost a sci-fi element this is a unique fantasy sort of setting that's maybe in that way you know like uh dan the final fantasy worlds there's kind of like a mix of like science and magic yes isn't there? there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's not it's not so scientific like that this is more <clears throat> fantasy than than science but you know there, there's certain elements where magic feeds into um the scientific nature of things um and i just i just thoroughly recommend it if you just want a good old-fashioned like just a, a swashbuckling comic that just rolls just keeps going and create by the end of it i was like brilliant it's also quite emotional in its own way um because there are unicorns in this story and there there may be more to them than the main character initially thinks but the the joy is in discovering the the sort of connection and the emotion behind all of the action the action is one thing and everyone listening to this show knows i love an action a kinetic i've used the word kinetic a billion times since we started the show and there's great action sequences and wonderful double page spreads there's quite a lot of double page spreads jason muir is a just a fantastic it's a talent there's an absolute talent going on here especially with the color and everything um but it's there's got to be more to it as well there there is an emotional through line that runs through the story which gives credence and weight to the action as well so yeah a big fan of it uh, i realized at the end of it there is a volume two which has just come out i it hasn't been collected yet i think this well, is you get just... it yeah or... this yeah this was one okay. that uh, we, we got sent through one of the oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um i've read it like i say i I skimmed over an individual issue and, and just thought that was quite good. I want to read the whole. I waited for the trade. Oh, shame on me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think because um, they haven't released the f- full volume two yet, I'm not quite sure if it's finished yet. I know Scout aren't on like you know, standard digital platforms and things like that. Um, but if you go to scoutcomics.com, there's a, a whole raft 
of if you just go to their title, it's, it's quite easy to look through. They have all their the list of their titles. You can click on it, see all the issues. They they of course have like the printed copies and they have retailer incentive covers. But there's also digital ones there that are, that are priced okay. So um, yeah, if you want to check this out, if you want some sort of sword sorcery and a, so not wise cracking because it seems to be um, it's one of those heroes that has a chip on their shoulder, but it's still likable at the, at the same time. Um, yeah, by the horns, I'm probably I'm gonna I might I don't think I can wait to the second volume of issue two, so I might have to get the digital issues, and I won't be able to get them comicsology because we've just ranted about them and we're not sure where that's going. So so at least with, at least with Scout, and I've bought digital issues from them before, I know exactly how they work. And I, and uh, that's why the issues are still on my hard drive as we speak. <laughs> occasionally, when you hear occasionally when you hear like comic companies go, "Oh, we'd rather you bought the issues than bought the trade," I feel like saying, "Don't make a trade then." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm kind of a sucker because I I read a couple of issues and it's like, "Oh, this is really good," and I'll just wait for the trade to collect all of them. Mm. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. maybe that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've done that. You miss sometimes. You miss it. It's an issue yeah. coming out, don't you? You know. Yeah, I think it's also we're... like you collect it all. There's no fucking about. There's no. I can put it on the bookshelf and get it out and read it whenever. I want. Whenever you get like four floppies or whatever, mm. and it's got adverts and stuff, and you got to try and keep them together, and it's just not convenient for a quick reading experience. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 very thought out opinion, Dan. Always valued opinion. Well, yeah. yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. No, um, but yeah by the horns scoutcomics.com go yes. check it out okay who wants to go next because you both got on you go Dan okay my next one uh, is The Long Game created by Rich Carrington art by uh, I'm going to fuck this name up uh, Simo Samir Simo uh, and this comic was out on Kickstarter and Rich did a very interesting way of uh kind of selling the product as it were he uh, put a link to the comic in the kickstarter notes saying look here's the comic on google drive you can read it enjoy it and if you really like it buy a physical copy so okay you know, see how that worked out he made his target so there's uh, obviously something in that uh, the story goes like this the long game was a violent and bloody comic about the only inmate without powers in a prison full of supervillains with also black and white art by a superstar okay that's uh, not part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you kind of like 90s uh, image kind of comics with that, that kind of styling and rendering, that's the kind of art where you're looking at, black and white, uh, lovely ink stuff. Uh, I've got a pinup through with the main character uh, from a pinup saying how all the vanguard of wimps and you smash them up, probably would. He's a pretty tough dude in the comic. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the title comes into his own once you read the, the, the comic through, and I, I would hesitate to sort of, give away the, the the surprise ending but essentially this guy goes in with a, an agenda and started working his way up the food chain in prison and i've got to say i really like comics and films and tv shows where they're set in prison i've never seen okay. us but like i'm all about tango and cash i'm all about uh scum scum uh the escape Frank, plan uh what do you call it the punisher one we did tony where Frank's in prison. Circle of Blood. Rikers. Yeah, yeah. Circle Blood, that's fucking ace. Uh, I'm sure that a Bridget Nielsen film where she was in prison. So, yeah. I think yeah. I think about that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a God. Lot. 
but just generally men in a confined space that that's fine for me <laughs> yeah that's all damn much you need violent oh, no. tendencies just brimming under the surface yeah i think it comes from going to an all boys secondary school which <laughs> green street too yeah jesus reminds me of uh reminds me of my childhood but there you yeah. go yeah the long okay. game go go check that out i think uh you search up rich carrington maybe i'd sort you out of a copy of that uh, i can recommend it i really enjoyed it cool. nice tony take us home my final one is children of the fallen by stephen thomas 32 pages full color traditional u.s comic size um i've been following stephen's work for a while i grabbed his previous book from a stranger's drop hell is in your heart which i showed you some pages of earlier which is a bit saucier than this one um He's got, um, we talked about this before, didn't we, about how the kids that are coming up now are using manga as an influence of, as opposed to the influences that perhaps we all grew up with, you know, as being Marvel and DC and Marvel UK and 2018 and stuff. So we're seeing the reflection of that. And I would say his art has got a sort of OG manga underground feel to it. So a lot of the kids now are looking back at some of the real OG underground stuff that came out. There's, um, there's a... Um, you know, you get these collections like Shonen and, and, you know, these collections you get in um, in Japan. There's something called Garo, which is a collection of underground stuff. And um, I, uh, it's something I'm quite interested in, that area of it. And I would compare his work to someone like Bonten Taro or Taiyo Matsumoto. There's also an artist called King Terry, um, a manga artist. And there's something similar there, I think, going on. And he also uses... There's a, I think there's a nod to manga in this where he uses slightly oversized balloons. Um, I don't know what it is about manga, but they seem to have a much more white space in the balloons, even if you look at some of the Japanese okay. um, language ones. Um, so this is the first comic in a plan, which is planned as a much larger universe. There's a race of vampire-like beings who've settled on a planet. I think this is like the second or third generation of them. Um, Sounds fucking awesome so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But do you, have you ever read any of the um, uh, Vampirella novels or any of the early Vampirella stuff? Her no. planet, Draculon, where she comes from, has got rivers of blood. So being a vampire is the same as us drinking water. They drink the rivers of blood. And okay. there's, a th- there's a similar theme in this where there's there's actually blood in the earth. So everything that's grown is enough to sustain these vampires. So seemingly there's no need for them to kill, to live. Um, so I suspect they're kind of like vampire vegetarians. I don't know, almost. Um, and as it, as is the case with all things, as the gen, the generations on the planet have settled in and grown, there's, of course there's crime and gangs and all this unsurprising stuff has sprung up. But what happens is it opens on a murder mystery with a character called Emog, who's unaffiliated to any of the gangs, and he's found killed. And they've taken his teeth as part of it. So they, they, they still have sort of jagged vampire-like teeth. Um, and the character called Jacob takes it on to try and find out what has happened. And actually, the city of it is called Bath, actually, Vince. Uh, I don't know why, but it's called Bath. He's <laughs> oh. American. Um, there's street gangs and there's sort of cults and legends of things happening and vicious street fights. And um, Stephen grows a cast of characters more so than any of his previous comics that I've read. And... Um, uh, at first I thought, oh, there's a sort of sudden change midway between characters. But then when you work out that this character was actually established in the first thing, it kind of, it's a kind of an easier read. I think it's fair to say this is fucking odd. Okay. Yeah, right. um, it sort of darts between sci-fi vampire lore and, and people just having, you know, it's like manga. They have these sort of 
sudden melodramatic arguments, don't they? Do you know what I mean? There's a sort of sudden emotional response in a lot of manga. Um, and it, it mimics that here. Um, there's quite there's a lot to read in this book. There's a couple of pages that are very open. There's a double page spread um, of a couple of things. And then there's a lot of pages that are quite dense in, in language. And there's almost a narration. There's almost a text box on a couple of the pages that run down the side of the page. Like um, Morrison did with those Batman issues a few years ago, or 20 years ago, I suppose now. Um, there's also a lot of non sequitur double page spreads of landscapes. So suddenly you go from a conversation, you go into this and you think, well, that's a bit out of left of field. And I kind of like that it does that. It sort of plays with form and it also doesn't give a fuck. And I kind of like that he's doing that. Um, the, the art really does hit a nerve for me. It's got a, I showed you guys it before, but it's got a sort of sleazy feel to it. I'm going to say there's mm. something not quite right about it. It's, okay. It's dirty and violent and, there's there's a demon in the eyes of the people in it um he's currently work if you look at if you go to um at on instagram at van v-a-n underscore veren v-e-r-e-n at van underscore veren on instagram you can find out he's working on the next one which looks to be like a denser told storyline which is going to be short stories for that world so that's quite interesting to do so yeah give it a go children of the fallen by stephen thomas my second one okay nice what an absolute murder as well fantastic comics this week to check out from all different i mean a lot of it was the darker side of comics wasn't it but no it's been this week isn't it? It, yeah, yeah. it has been but all of them are very enjoyable to read so we hope you enjoy reading them or maybe you'll blame blame us for you spending your money on more comics but we're, we're not we're not sorry about it we we feel no regret we do it because uh we're sociopaths but we hope you have enjoyed this week's show and everything that we've talked about. If there's anything you want us to discuss on upcoming shows, uh, perhaps there's a, a charitable drive you want us to give a shout out about now that the year's in full swing. Um, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us. Email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on the social media at the awesome pod. Watch out for the, the Twitter when we'll retweet stuff and just talk about it. It's always comics positivity. That's what we're all about. Um, join the um, Slack group um, on just get in touch with us. Join up with us. There's a wonderful community of people there. There's discussions about the episode, the the latest episode. There's discussions about Kickstarters. There's discussions about making comics, art threads. There's all kinds of wonderful channels on there. So join, please join up for that because it's a great great community of people that just want to talk about comics and be comics yeah. positive because that's what we need more of this year comics positivity and that's what this show's here for so thank you for listening to us whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com if you listen to us on apple podcasts subscribe and leave a review it helps get the word out about this show everything we talk about and the wonderful indie comics that we try to promote off our own backs no one pays us for this no so yeah. we're literally just talking about stuff we I like wish. Yeah. Find a good fight yeah um, we're just talking about stuff we like and we think you might like it too we're also on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod. This is a banana. Huh. It's good. It's a, it's a good and also terrifying network. Hmm. Uh, speaking of terrifying, where can people find us and all our work, etc.? Tony? Uh, never on anything.com. Easy. Yeah. Dan? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. You know that's gonna. We need to talk <laughs> what? about that. What's happening? What I mean, I I decided to do the first bit as a singing bit. 
I tell you what, girlfriend, I am here for it. If you want to, do, <laughs> if you want to sing that every week, I, I tell you what, I will, I will be your backup singer well, next old time. Capers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know how we always look into like take shortcuts and make as little work as possible. Yeah. I was thinking, why don't we just record that once and then just put it in uh, every episode? Yeah, but like an AI say, one, you mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you, you say that it does mean I've got to cut and paste every time, and that's just too much hard work. That's I'd rather, work. yeah, I just rather you. Uh, just sing, sing just it differently sing every it, time. Yeah. Keep it real. Yeah, just keep it real. That's what we do on this show. <laughs> do we? No. No. no, <laughs> no. no, no. Um, but <laughs> anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And uh, we are getting ever closer to episode 400. And uh, we will reveal details of what we're planning to do in the, in the next couple of shows. Because we, yeah. might, we might like uh, some of you to... Maybe get involved. Spend some time with us. That yeah, sounds God. a bit. That sounds a bit threatening. Get, get get in the back of the van. No, um, it's not that. <laughs> don't worry, it's nothing like that. Wear your pajamas on backwards. Yeah. Um, do you do that, Tony? I used to. Oh, so you wear pajamas? Yeah. Oh no, and you you sleep naked, didn't you? When you stayed at my house, you said, "Oh, I've just got to tell you, I sleep naked." I never said that. <laughs> I've never been naked in yeah. my life. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I came out fully dressed. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, we hope you enjoy this week's show, and uh, thank you very much for listening from uh, Dan, Tony, and myself. Don't you be scared of all the the crazy serial killers out there in the world, because uh, they all, all the cool ones are in the comics, so you yeah. should you should read about them. Don't worry about us because we sound weird, but we're we're normal honesty, aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? I'm definitely completely normal. You guys do exist. <laughs> you you guys do exist, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I've recorded no. three hundred and ninety-five episodes. You haven't been voices in my head, have you? No. Worse Comicsology. Yeah, I've been replaced by an AI algorithm. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that Russell knows how- what he did. That, expl- knows what he that did explains his hands, Tony. That's how you can tell. You can tell. Oh, what they're it's, wondering. It's, it's yeah. like the th- it's like the thing. There's there's something that they can't quite replicate. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't like that big thumb. <laughs> Danny Big Thumb. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Have a great week, no matter where you are in the world. We hope you're doing okay, staying safe, um, healthy, and. Uh, we love you very much, don't we, Dan? Yeah. Tony, come on, man. Come on, say it, say it, say it, say it, Tony. Come on, come on, say it. No, Tony, I'm not Tony, saying it. Tony, Tony, bullying me. Tony, say it. Say it. This is a workplace harassment. Say, say it, say it, say it. This ain't work. I bully you for fun. <laughs> anyway, we love we love you very much. Have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. Make loads of comics. And uh, what's the other thing? What should they do? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Yes. Oh, I caught Dan off. Well yeah. done, Tony. Yeah, caught me off. No I, might have to, I, I might have to make a game of this to see if you can I'm always say it on first. my game, my friend. You know that. Yeah. I've got yeah. D minus it. Yeah. Uh, emphasis on the D. <laughs> what? D plus. Oh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. See you later.